0: Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston.
1: And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Remember, you can listen to us uh, live on TuneIn Radio as well, or WROL Radio, there's a tune-in. If you have tune-in, you can. there's actually a Car Doctor radio app. And you can find past programs on iTunes, uh, my podcast site, which is JohnFPaul.potomatic.com, or um, Stitcher, I think, too. So if you have Stitcher in a car, you can find me there, too, uh, for uh, past programs, which I know a lot of people want to listen to. Uh, but with us on the phone is Lauren Fix. Lauren Fix is the car coach and uh also the uh, national representative for the car care council and i happen to run into her at the new york auto show this week too so it's not often we it's it's often we have repeat guests usually after they see me they go run and hide afterwards but uh lauren good morning and welcome to the car doctor program oh no i didn't run
2: and hide actually it was really great to see you at the show it's nice to see some friends that you don't get to see but maybe once or twice a year so it's
1: yeah. awesome that's right and uh you know it's that time of year it's it's uh well, by the calendar, it's springtime, but here at uh, uh, Marina Bay in Quincy, Mass, uh, I I can look out the window and the parking lot next to where the radio station is was used as a snow farm, and there's still a forty foot pile, of a uh, forty foot tall pile of snow. So, some in one in one direction it looks like spring, the other direction it looks like winter. Oh, I
2: actually I think you beat us. I live in Buffalo, and this is probably the first year that I I felt. So bad for everyone that lived in the Boston area. You, you said more snow than, than you I, can possibly remember, and Buffalo's like we didn't get that much. Maybe we had that big storm in November, and after that, nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got it all at once. Lucky us. But anyway, Return it's kind it of yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of time. It's time to uh, maybe take care of your car. And I know you have some tips for us uh, from the Car Care Council and yourself uh, about some We're, stuff you should do.
2: Well, one of the big things is you know because we didn't expect this weather and. What what happens when you have all the snow and ice, and I know I'm sure you've been talking about this, is all the salt and brine, and they were mixing molasses and brine on the road because they ran out of salt. And all that sticks to the undercarriage of your car. And now is the time, especially when it gets warm, you really need to find a car wash or get a hose and just start cleaning off all that garbage that's in the wheelhouses where the wheels sit, on the undercarriage, under the hood. If you don't want to do it yourself, Take it to a place and have it done because what it does is it wraps out the brake lines, the fuel lines, your exhaust system, your suspension components. I mean, the whole car is literally has it in every little crev- crevice and cranny and places you can't see. So you really need to clean the car because what it'll do is it'll cause more brake problems, suspension problems, and expense down the road.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. We had somebody on from the – I never knew there was such a place, but the National Corrosion Association – and we, yeah, yeah, who knew? Uh, but yeah. but they were talking about the stuff that is taking the place of rock salt, uh, where mm-hmm. you know that's what we always used, and rock salt worked pretty well right. for years. They'd mix it with sand, and you know, although salt was corrosive, but these new products they're using, like you said, some of the brines they're using when they pre treat the roadways, which is great because you have a lot less issues with black ice and and, and that quick morning freezing that you sometimes have, but on the downside right. of that. This stuff is pretty corrosive, and it's not just corrosive to cars. It's corrosive to bridges and construction and all kinds of you stuff. Know, so. You
2: know what they use? This, this will, it makes me cry when I hear about this. I'm such a car fanatic. I collect cars, and I have cars sleeping right now until I know the roads are washed off. They use calcium chloride. Now, if, I'm not a chemist, but anyone out that's listening who is knows what it does to the undercarriage of the metal. It just rots it. I sneak mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't start really doing that sort of destruction to your car. Until it gets to be about 30 degrees, and we're above that right now. And I was looking at the temperatures in the Boston area, and it's going to be you know a beautiful weekend. You know, before you you know go out for the holidays, run your car through a car wash, something, get that off of your car, or you'll be at your favorite mechanic saying, you know, my car was running fine in, in the fall, but now, boy, you know, squeaks and noises and problems, and yeah, and there will amplify because of that. And while you're there, you know, this April is National Car Care Month, and since we're right in the heart of it. Now's the time to take care of your vehicle. And believe it or not, 8 out of 10 vehicles on the road have something wrong with them. And it can be something as minor as, you know, say the fluids aren't topped off, but it also could be something more major. We find that over 50% of the vehicles have checked engine lights that we've checked, you know, little problems that, no nah, I'll get to that later. But, you know, if you were sick, you go to your doctor. When your car is sick, we say, we'll do it tomorrow. So you really need to think about getting your car taken care of because although you do have some mass transit, you know, if you need to go anywhere outside of that area, you need to have your vehicle. Yeah, you
1: need you need to have thing. your vehicle, and you're right. When you talk about corrosion, and one of the things I'm hearing from shop owners all the time now is uh, corrosion with uh, brake systems, and it's where the brake, front brake caliper sits. The slides start to rust up from all of this uh, calcium and magnesium chloride, and all of a sudden now you have this accelerated brake wear, and it was something, you know, years ago no one ever said, oh, let's take the, you know, every." 30,000 miles, let's take the brakes apart, lube everything up, and put it back together. Uh, what they've been using on the roads now, it's almost necessary. So, yeah, right. it's, cr- it's crazy what's going on.
2: It is, and the Car Care Council is really big about trying to help people be safer on the road, and it's not just about your safety, it's about your investment in your vehicle. It's the second largest purchase you make. And we, You know, we really want people to love their cars. I mean, my book is Lauren Fix's Guide to Loving Your Car, but the truth is, If you love your car, it'll love you back. You know, when when you have to be somewhere, you have to get to the airport, you have to get your kids to school, you have to get to work, you want to be able to start that car and have it run. And this is not the time to get stuck on the side of the road. You know, all these little things that you can do to take care of your vehicle don't cost much. And if you do take care of them and you're proactive, you follow what's in your owner's manual, or if you don't have an owner's manual, you bought the car used, a lot of times they clean that out. The Car Care Council offers a free guide you can download in English and Spanish and in French. You can get a hard copy, old paper copy for free, and we'll give you an idea of when to have your oil changed, when to take care of your fluids. If you don't do that, that's when your car breaks down. And if you are on top of it, you can save up to about $1,200 a year in car maintenance by just being proactive, just like you would with your home or anything else.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And even, you know, the information that's available from the Car Car Care Council or uh, I was looking the other day, somebody had a question about something and I was on Toyota's website. And Toyota has almost every one of their owner's manuals in a format, you can download pieces and parts of it or the entire manual if you have plenty of paper in your printer but uh, you can you can look at all you can find all this information and there 's even some great uh, for people that have uh, smartphones, uh, which I guess half the population does. you can get an app that will track when the repairs you know when the last thing you did to your car, and it 'll give you a reminder hey it 's time for an oil change based on Uh, you know, typical mileage that you'd put in. So it makes it a little bit easier, but you're right. Your car is so important to making sure you're able to uh, do all the things you need to do. And one thing that I've been trying to just kind of beat people over the head with a little bit is tires. We've had so many potholes here in New England that have done damage to tires that people have... Sort of ignored, and then all of a sudden they take a ride out in the highway, and all of a sudden the tire blows out, and they're like, "Well, how did that happen? I didn't hit a pothole." <laughs> well, you did three weeks ago, and right, now, and did. it took that long yeah. to have the tire finally come apart.
2: Right, and you don't have to be a, a tire expert. You can inspect your tires visually. You're supposed to check your tire pressure once a month, even though we all have the t- you know the TPMS, the tire pressure monitoring system. I still check the number inside my driver's door. I get out my handy-dandy digital tire pressure gauge and check my tire pressures, including my spare, if you have one. Uh, and if you look at it, you don't have to be an expert. You see a bubble on the sidewall. That's fine. That tire has hit a pothole. It's now, no longer the same tire. It doesn't offer the same safety handling and braking. Find a tire, your favorite tire place, wherever that is, whether it be the dealer or independent repair shop or a tire place, and get the tire replaced because that's what you were just saying. When that tire blows out, going to leave you on the side of the road at the worst possible time when you need to be somewhere and in, that's the only thing that touches the ground as those four tires in the contact is about the size of your fist so you know really is important to check your tire pressure and do a visual inspection you know if something looks wrong you don't have to be an expert
1: no you're absolutely right and you know people think about uh stopping the car it's not really the brakes it's tires yeah when you get right exactly. down to it yeah yeah, uh, and that's why tread's important. Yeah. No, and while you're out there, while you're washing off the undercarriage and cleaning everything off and washing the salt and sand that's accumulated, uh, it's a good time to maybe think about uh, getting a good coat of wax on the car, touching up any paint chips that are there before they turn into rust, right? Right, because
2: once they start, it, sadly to say, it's like a cancer. Oh, that little bit of chip that got down to the metal, I- I'll take care of that later. And suddenly you notice a lot of bubbling, and then suddenly before you can get to it, you're at a collision shop, and it's the whole quarter panel, or it's the whole door, and the door starts to rot out, it affects the resale value, and it it also affects the safety of the car, because body panels are actually part of the safety of the car. It's passive safety, but those are really important. And then in the interior, all that white, crusty stuff that you probably picked up from your shoes that are all over the carpet, that, that will actually eat the carpet away. So don't use household cleaners. Go to your favorite auto parts store, mass merchandiser, wherever you get your car parts. Even Home Depot offers Automotive now. I mean, you can go there and get cleaning supplies and clean the carpets, scrub them off, clean your leather if you've got leather seats because leather it's just it's a, it's basically a live item.
1: Yeah, and there's it, some great stuff out there like Lexol. It's a really I good leather. Lexol. Yeah, great product yeah. for that sort That's of stuff. That's
2: my favorite stuff. I use it on my leather interiors because they actually work. They make baseball gloves and they do equestrian stuff. Yeah, I but you see. know, the, I think the idea is that it's that little bit of effort and here's my favorite thing for a lady to go i'm not doing that fine well you can burn 200 calories an hour that's your workout for the day think about that clean the interior vacuum get the junk out of the trunk that you really had for the winter and you know get stuff ready for spring and your car will smell clean the kids will be excited to help we helped our fathers that's how we got into it right
1: yeah don't you feel don't you feel better when you drive a clean car
2: Oh, absolutely! I yeah. I love having a car feel and go. Gosh, that looks good
1: today. Thank you. Yeah. you know? yeah. and and if you don't want to do it yourself, find a good you know find a good detail shop where they can clean it up. And you'd be surprised. You bring them something that has you know winter sand and dirt inside the car, and the yeah. paint's a little bit faded. They do their magic. You know, for a couple hundred bucks, you come back, the car looks great, and you're like, you know, I was thinking about trading this car in, but maybe not now. It looks good, and if that's if that works for you, or you say, you know what, I'm still thinking about trading in. Now that it looks so good, maybe I can get a little bit more money for it.
2: You actually can. You stage your car like you stage your home. I feel to you, take all the clutter down and make it look clean and neat and put away all those things. The same thing happens with your vehicle. If you're going to trade it in, you know, or or you're going to whatever, sell it, maybe it's time for something bigger because your family's changed or smaller. You know, this is the time to do it. Stage the car. Uh, There's some great deals on cars. And by the way, my personal suggestion is don't ever pay retail. There are tons of incentives out there that are. I can't figure how many websites are out there. They just keep multiplying like bunnies these days. But from True Car to Edmunds, there's Carsquare.com. And there's, uh, if, you're, if you're military, there's USAA. Uh, there's so many different websites that offer incentives and pricing. And the whole idea is that if you stage your car that you trade in, you'll get more money for it, which means your payments will be yep. less.
1: No, it, it, you're right, and when it comes down, you know, some people say, well, the, dealer, the dealer's going to recondition it anyway. Part of the thing is, the dealer has to pay to do that. Even though they have right. to do it in, in stock, you know, they can do it right in, the, right in the dealership. They still, it's someone they have to pay to do that. If the car right. comes in in great shape, all they do is roll it out to the front of the lot and put the sale sign on it. I've
2: seen that, actually, where cars have come in, and they're yep. really nice, and they just, this car is great. As a matter of fact, someone in the shop who checks it out says, I'm going to buy that car, and doesn't even make it to the lot. That's happened to me a couple of times when I've traded in vehicles.
1: That's right. So it gives right.
2: you a little more buying power, and that's true of anything. I mean, if you're going to sell your house, you're not going to leave it at a dump. You're going to clean up all the garbage and, you know, make it sure it looks good. Well, you so would hope it so. It is a large
1: investment. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. Much. before but the key thing is safety. You yeah. know, I think that, to me, is, is top priority, especially yeah. with the roads being as busy as there. Yeah.
1: Before we let you go, what were, what were hits and misses at the New York Auto Show?
2: Okay, I think that the number one car that really just blew me away totally unexpected this is second time in a row goes to ford motor company they did the ford gt in detroit no one talked about anything else not even the acura nsx which was cool but the ford gt took it by storm and this year this time in new york it was a lincoln continental wow that car was just fabulous and there's a lot of great cars but that lincoln just i think just was the, the talk of the show?
1: Yeah, I think it was kind. It was kind of funny because uh, walking around the show afterwards, it sounded like a uh, you know a, an old episode from The Sopranos or, or or something. It was like, okay, was it the Lincoln or the Caddy? You know, the, the Caddy
2: was nice. I didn't like the, the the teardrop, the LEDs running down the side. Yeah, I understand the new fashion thing, but just something that I know from design is that when you look at cars, they tend to smile between the grill, mm-hmm. the, low, the lower lip, and the headlights. This one was crying. It gave me the impression that the car was crying. And I'm thinking, that's going to impact the Asian marketplace. You know, when you go to China, they're going to look at that vehicle. They're going to fall in love with with the Lincoln without question. I mean, that, that they're probably like, when can we get one? And they haven't even come out yet. And I think the Cadillac may do well in the U.S., but I don't know how it's going to, it's going to fare overseas. So we'll have to see, you know, if they're going to make any minor modifications. Mm. But that was the big talk I heard. And my favorite part was, Saying to, to uh, Lincoln, well, "Why don't we just send you the tooling?" Which I think makes them look worse because when you're talking about a two hundred thousand dollar car, yeah. and you're and you're basically disrespecting a hundred thousand dollar car, mm. you're making your value of your vehicle look less. Yeah, you know?
1: it, yeah, it was it was it was it was an interesting show. I think uh, with. Um, with Ford introducing a GT in Detroit, and like you said, the NSX uh, from Acura in Detroit, it was it was probably a little bit less exciting, although uh, depending uh, who you are, the, that uh, Civic that looked like it was ready to roll onto the street uh, yeah. looked pretty good, too.
2: I like the Civic. I thought the Nissan Maxima was hmm. really nice. The Jaguar XF, beautiful. And oh, I, sure, yeah. I wish I had the money for the Land Rover SV Autobiography. But it's oh yeah, yeah, two hundred, yeah, two hundred
1: thousand dollars, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't have two hundred grand for an yeah. SUV. Like, yeah, around. yeah. How but about? Did you really see nice
1: anything stuff. that was a real miss? Did you see anything you went whoa?
2: Um, that's a good question. I mean, I saw a lot of manufacturers didn't even show up on the floor. Yeah, which I was really surprised. Mini was not there. Bentley was not there. They both had off-site events, mm. but I was disappointed. I mean, I even asked the guys at Mini. I love Minis. I actually own one. And I said, why are you not on the floor? I said, well, we have the MW. And I thought it was a miss for them to miss Mm. an important show like New York, where so many people come from all over the Northeast to see it as consumers, as press, and there was nothing there at all. There wasn't even a spot for them on the floor. I thought, from that point, I thought that was a real miss. Uh, But overall, it's nice to see all the manufacturers stepping up their game. I didn't see anything that made me want, Really? Other than maybe I wasn't uh, thrilled with the Cadillac and the teardrops dropping down the side. Of course, would be mad that I said that. But the Malibu was great. Yeah, the Malibu was great. The, yeah, the was great. Was great. I mean, I, it was nice to see some quality vehicles. Um, but I think every brand has really uh, said, you know what? The sales are going to be $17 million, I want to piece of that high. Pie.
1: Well, I, I think you're right. The sales look like they're going to be good. And I just thought... Over the last couple of years, you know, from the financial crash to now, the attitude from the vehicle manufacturers just seemed that much more upbeat, which always leads me to believe there's even better things coming down the road.
2: Yes, I'm very excited to see yeah. what's coming. And, and, of course, I'll be test driving some new vehicles. Next week, I've got to drive the Fiat 500X, uh, which is their all-wheel drive. Mm. And it seems to have gotten bigger. Yeah. <laughs> getting bigger. Yeah. But
3: uh, that's
2: good. That's, uh, there's no complaints. It could be worse. But... Uh, I mean, the smart car's not my favorite, but I understand that there's a, you know, as PC Barnum says, there's a butt for every seat, and it, they'll sell them for sure without a question.
1: They will. Uh, if people want more information about you, uh, where can they go, and how can, can they go find to you? Lauren,
2: yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter at laurenfix.com. It's L-A-U-R-E-N-F-I-X. Follow me on Twitter at Lauren Fix. I'm also on Periscope and Instagram, so whatever social media platform you're at, you will find me.
1: Sounds great. Lauren, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday morning and joining us up here in Boston and uh have a wonderful weekend.
2: Thank you, you too. Happy holidays. You everyone. too. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.
1: That was Lauren Fix, the car coach. If you want more information about her, you can she told you how how to find her. You can find her on uh Twitter and I, I know I follow her on Twitter and uh all good things. Why don't we take a break if you would like to join us? Our phone number is six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven 770 30 30. And we also have the Rick question of the week coming up. We'll be right back.
0: Now, let's get back to the car doctor, John Paul.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM950WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. And, uh, you know, our question of the week from Gary was kind of a pretty interesting one. It was, uh, is the campaign not to text and drive the same as the distracted driving campaign? Well, April is National Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and this topic is critical because distracted driving results in thousands of fatalities and crashes each year. And it certainly includes texting, but goes well beyond that and encompasses all distractions. It takes one's eyes off the road, such as reading while driving, eating, talking on the phone, putting on makeup, shaving. Well, Joffarian Volvo Toyota Scion is committed to promoting the cause that offers a pledge on Facebook. You can log in and invite someone you care about to take the pledge. The government also has a website, uh, and you can go to distraction.gov, and you can take the pledge there as well. Remember, Gary will be on the show once a month, so email me a topic, or you can email it to Gary at jaffarian.com and submit and ask the Gary question. So there you go. And yeah, that's a big that's a big issue with people today, the distracted driving thing. And we did a study at AAA recently that showed that. Actually, it's far worse than anybody thought it was going to be, uh, with, especially with kids. Uh, it looks like something like 60% of young drivers get involved in distracted driving crashes, so you nearly, really need to watch out. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 3030 Let's go to Tom on line one. Good morning, Tom. Good
4: morning, John. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for asking. Uh, Before I get to my question, can I make a comment about the distractions? Sure. I used to work in downtown Boston Government Center, so one time my car broke down and I had to take the bus in. So before it gets to the HOV lane, I get to see people by looking out the window. i seen a lady doing her hair curl as well she's driving. Another (laughs) mother was feeding their baby in the back seat, so she was driving and she had the right arm putting a bottle into the baby's mouth. And then I watched a guy writing on a tablet of some type on a steering yep. wheel as you're driving in it's like yikes you don't see that when you're normally driving in on your own but being up on the bus you get to see what's going
1: on yeah it really it really is um you look at what people do when they're behind the wheel of the car and i'll be i'll admit that i i'm a little distracted because i kind of look at what other people are doing but when you get right down to it the, yeah people are doing everything but driving sometimes when they're behind the wheel and it's really dangerous so you know, my wife would say to me, Tom,
4: you're just as bad you get a jelly donut in your right hand.
1: Well, as <laughs> long as you don't have a jelly donut in your right hand and a coffee in your left hand. Ah,
4: there you go. <laughs> hey, to my question, uh, I went to get my car inspected yesterday. I'm sorry, the day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's jacking up the car. I mean, I don't see anybody jack up cars anymore, but he jacked up the car and is checking things out. Halfway through the inspection, he stops and he goes, sir, you have to go to the registry. I said, really? For what? He goes, I don't know. The program just stopped and says to send the customer to the registry. I've never ever heard of that before, hmm. to go to the registry. I says, did not yeah, give uh, you any code, like the plates are dirty or, you know, you can't read something? Or, no, no, it just says go to the registry. I said, okay, thank you. He never scraped off. He says, you got till the end of the month because I like to get mine in the beginning.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: And uh, so I went to the Plymouth registry. It was a madhouse in there, by the way. It was crazy. First
1: of the month, yeah.
4: Well, also, they said the computer was down for, like, about an hour or so, so that put everybody yeah. back a little bit. And I went to the front desk there, and she checked the information. She says, no, there's nothing wrong with it. You're, mm. Everything's fine. You should be able mm. to get a sticker, no problem. Mm. Have you ever heard of a thing through the, the uh, it's, it's, inspection it's, thing that they would... The, only time, the, the registr- only
1: time I've ever heard of that is that if the registration came up invalid for some reason. Now I wonder if somehow when they scanned it or put the information in, it didn't go in correctly, so oh, it showed okay. up as an invalid registration. Maybe that's that would be the that would be the only thing that would make sense.
4: Would he have to type that in, or he just
1: scanned? Sometimes they use a sometimes they use a scanner. It looks like the same thing in the grocery store, and other times they actually have to put the information in off the off the uh, uh, registration. So it could have been that. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Sometimes what will happen is periodically once in a blue moon Mm -hmm. a car will come up that will tell you to actually go to one of the motorist assistance centers which is a um which is like a garage that's set up by the vendor who does the inspection program and what it does it tells you it tells you to go there for whatever reason uh and it's just another inspection site do
4: you know offhand just roughly what? The percentage, like how much does the inspector get, and how much the state gets on that
1: thirty-five dollars? I know they got another dollar fifty. I think the state, they? Uh, the, inspectors, the inspectors, got like another dollar fifty when the price went up from twenty-nine to thirty-five. Okay. So I want to say the state gets. There wasn't a big raise. Um, I, I, I think the state gets twenty something. Okay. Twenty-two, maybe twenty-three, and so the shot I mean, gets $6, the rest.
4: Probably four fifty of it went to the state.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah,
4: and just yeah, because
1: think- yeah, it, and it's one of those things. It was—it's been twenty-nine dollars forever, and they did this little bit of an increase, and they went, "Oh yeah, six dollar increase," but the fee to the state went up, so it wasn't—it wasn't a huge increase. Um, I, you know, I. It, it, <laughs> It's one of those things that yeah, it's not. It's not. There's not a lot of profit to be made in doing inspection stickers if you do them right. It sounds like where you went, they actually did it right. Where they wanted to jack up the car and test it out. Yes, I was impressed. The only thing they didn't check was the gas cap. There you go. Well, (laughs) well, that would have come up. The a bad gas cap would have come up in the when they uh, it would have come up as a code. The check engine light would have been on. So, so in a way, they sort of did. Yeah. And a quick other question. Uh, Sure. Gasoline. Is there any difference yep. between the
4: no-name gas and the shell, mobile uh, type of gasoline? Because I thought the government requires a certain amount of detergent
1: put in all gasoline. There's a minimum requirement of of, uh, of additives that have to be put in every gasoline. The shells and the mobiles of the world will tell you their their gasoline is better because they add more additives to it. Do they? Um I don't think so. I, you know, I buy gas. I buy gas everywhere. I think I, I think I filled my tank four times this week because I, I drove to New York one day and I've, I've been driving all over the place. Um, and I, you know, I, I buy it where it is. To me, gas is gas, and I'm going to continue to say that until somebody can prove me wrong. So, okay, good. Okay. Well, listen. Have a great Easter. You too, Tom. Good Take care. To bye bye. Bye bye. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's go over to line two to Paul. Good morning, Paul.
5: Uh, good morning, John Paul. How are you? Good. And yourself? Uh, terrific. Fine. I, I have a, a couple of questions and, uh, um, regarding my uh, my Mazda 6. The um, And I mailed you one the other day. But this is yep the other day I, um, I parked the car uh, outside here at my condo and... About half hour later, I got a call from uh, a neighbor that my you know, radio was still running. So, uh, uh, by the time I went out and found out that it had been, um, the battery was dead, and it's a a battery that's probably maybe well, it's less than a year old. Yep. Uh, and it's a Mazda battery. So I thank thank God for AAA. They came right away. had a Know, very nice, and, and they started the car. Yep. Uh, I was reading your, your piece in the uh, Globe today uh, about someone who had a Pontiac, I guess, and had a similar thing, but their battery was old. Um, should I take the car back uh, to the dealership to have them recheck the battery? Uh, I had a, and you mentioned it in, in your response, You, uh, I had a uh, an automatic car start put in, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether that, is part of the problem, but you said that's only if the battery is old. Anyway, so
1: that's
5: mm. problem number one. The car has started without any problems since then. Yeah,
1: when we came out and jump started the car, did we test the battery and the charging system at the same time?
5: No, they didn't. They I
1: didn't. Used- okay, um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt to you know maybe have someone look at it just to make sure. Uh, but it, there's. The problem, the problem is with today's cars, with so many computer systems inside cars today, I've almost seen, uh, well, I've seen a couple of cases lately where even the vehicle manufacturers put out a technical service bulletin and it says something like, in cases of weird electronic stuff, disconnect the battery, uh, jump the two uh, positive and negative cables together, let it sit that way for 10 minutes, hook everything back up, and see if uh see if the computers essentially reboot hmm. you never know it could be something as weird as that um you, you never you never really know sometimes, but if the battery you know if the battery's been starting just the way it should, and you can kind of say well i don't know why the radio didn't shut off first off yeah, I mean yeah. and
5: that shouldn't have drained the battery it was uh maybe an hour it was, yeah
1: yeah that w- it would be odd that that would um not on a battery that 's relatively new, if you said to me oh it 's the original battery that 's been in the car it 's been in there for seven years, and I was out there well i 'll give you an example my wife 's car this was back in late November. Um, I had the door open and the uh, I think I was vacuuming the inside of the car, and I think the radio was on, and maybe the you know maybe with the door open, the parking lights stayed on, but you know i didn 't think anything of it. I was vacuuming the car, got it kind of clean. Uh, she went to get in it to take it to the store, and it cranked over a little bit slower than it should have. And then I went out and tested the battery, and the battery came up you know, pretty marginal at that point. So what happened was that little bit of stress of just having the door open and dome lights on and the radio on was just enough to take that battery, which started the car every day, and make it you know, to the point where it didn't. But a battery that's a year old with just the radio on, unless the same reason the radio came on, there may have been some other systems in the car that didn't shut off. Yeah. And maybe there was more of a draw on the system than you thought. So maybe, uh, but it, again, you know, it could have been a, when it when it went dead, it basically reset the system, and who knows, maybe there will be no problems afterwards.
5: Yeah, I know. With the push-button start sometimes, you, yeah. you know, I tell you, it... Uh if you don't look carefully, you're leaving it on, and I've, I've caught myself yeah. doing
1: that. Oh, yeah, uh, and not even just that sometimes. People hit the button real quick, they get out, and the car's still running.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I, I done that. <laughs> and my second thing, and that's the one I, I sent you, um, I don't know who to believe. Uh, I got two new tires uh, for the Mazda, Yep. Um, and when they took the tires off of the dealership, they said I needed new brakes and rotors, and they could do it right now. Hmm. I would have had it done right then, but I had... Uh, uh, I was up against uh, a couple of appointments,
1: places to go, people to see.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I said, mm, "My friends, to get a second opinion." Yep. So I did. I got a second opinion, and and uh, the people I took it to said, "You don't need brakes nor rotors mm. at this point." And they met, they told me the amount that was I've forgotten the exact yeah. measurement on 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 both the uh, pads and yep. the and the rotors. So uh, I thought I could believe my dealership. I, I never. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: it's funny. It's funny. After you sent me that email, I got into a conversation with somebody who used to work at a Honda Acura dealership. And we were just talking in general terms about, you know, things that get done sometimes at a dealership and things that don't. And um, I think I would be really tempted to believe the independent shop in this case because they, the dealership, may have had somebody that was a little bit too aggressive on the sales side. Uh, because, let's face it, if the independent shop, even if they said to you, well, Paul, you're going to need brakes on the car, maybe not today or tomorrow, but something you probably ought to do in the next, you know, month or so, uh, kind of saying, you know, the brakes are getting down there to the point where they're going to need to be done, that would that would be a, you know, you'd say, hey, these guys are pretty good guys, they're not pushing me into it, They they want me to take care of my car so they're recommending I get it done before too too long but for them to say no the brakes look fine the roads look fine leave it alone you know you have another 20,000 miles left on it before you need to worry about it I guess I have to go with the independent shop
5: yeah it was a uh, mass tire. yeah rain, yeah no they're, they're,
1: they're always had a good reputation yeah so. they, they yeah.
5: really impressed me yep um, and uh, yeah and they said we'll come back in the fall Maybe yeah take a look at it then
1: yeah no you know, I think but- I think that's the right answer I think the dealership you know the, the you know the i you know there's some dealerships that the uh, technicians get paid on commission and sometimes they I, I hate to say it they look at brakes based on mileage not wear and they look at the car and go oh yeah this thing's gonna need brakes
5: yeah 37,000 yeah.
1: miles away. and and at 37,000 miles would the average car need brakes maybe yeah. but yours didn't so
5: yeah well i guess yeah. that, that well that's good and and uh I, but i will take a Back since the a Mazda battery, I will take
1: it back. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Have them take a look at it just to make sure it's okay.
5: And, and was that true Delta thing? Anything? I, uh, you
1: know, that sounds pretty interesting. I, I, I've been out of the office a lot yeah, today, so this week, so I haven't had a chance to look at it. But I kind of like the idea about it. It looks, especially where you said it's been right on the money for you. So
5: yeah, I mean, and yep. uh, since I bought the car, I yep. participated in their survey, and it's yep. uh, uh, it's kind of non filtered I mean, it's, yep. it's not like Consumer Reports. You get you get everything.
1: Yep. No, it so, sounds great.
5: Well, thank you for being uh, there, and uh, thanks for AAA, by the way. All right, all right, thanks, it's
1: Paul. Take care. Pay. All right, all right, take <laughs> okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. We need to take a quick break. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. If you'd like to join us, phone number 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. On the road
6: again Just can't wait to get on the road again
7: my love is making music with my friends. I can't
6: wait
0: to get on road again. W.R.O.L. Boston. Hi, Auntie Christine. Thanks for the Easter basket you sent me. It has all my favorite candies and a stuffed bunny rabbit. The basket even has my name on it. It's the best Easter basket ever. I miss you. Surprise the little ones in your life with personalized Easter baskets from Personal Creations. Each wicker basket comes with a fabric liner and the design you choose. Then it's filled to the brim with free candy, chocolate eggs, a chocolate bunny, jelly beans, Peeps, and a free stuffed bunny. All for just $19.99. Plus, you can have a name embroidered on it for free. Thanks Grandma, this Easter basket is awesome. Yum! Personal Creations Easter baskets are always a big hit with kids, and right now these incredible baskets are only 19.99. Each basket is filled with Easter favorites and personalized, all for just 19.99. The only way to get this special Easter deal is to go to personalcreations.com. Click the orange star in the upper right corner and enter secret code 500. That's personalcreations.com. Click the star and enter secret code 500. personalcreations.com. 500 Are you
4: looking for the best deal on tires? You can trust Danvers Auto Engineering to deliver. From brand names at the best price to tire services to back up your new tire purchase. At Danvers Auto Engineering, we take great care to deliver complete customer satisfaction. Ready to shop for tires? Check out our online tire catalog and get instant pricing on our website. Go to danversauto.com. That's danversauto.com. You can trust Danvers Auto Engineering to deliver.
0: Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Hi, this is Gary Jafarian, CEO of Jafarian Volvo, Toyota, and Haverhill.
1: Have a question about car buying or servicing? All you have to do is ask Gary. Email me a question at askgaryj at gmail.com.
0: You're listening to The Car Doctor.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM950WROL the Spirit of Austin. And we are going to be at Jaffarian uh, Volvo Toyota Scion uh, on April 18th, I believe. Looking forward to that. Always like getting out once in a while, so uh, get out there and look around and see what's going on. It should be, should be fun. Uh, where, where are we? We can all go to line one here. Let's go to... Good morning, John. Good morning, John. How are you?
3: Good. I'm a member of AAA, and I got the flyer for the month. Headlights on, it's the law. It's the law. Yeah, well, now,
1: I... It's always... Here's the funny thing. I I have
3: a few friends of mine, and they're not members of AAA, and they had no idea that that's the law.
1: Yeah, here's the funny thing is, it's a new law that's going into effect on Tuesday. Right. Here's the funny thing. It's always been a law. (laughs) (laughs) Um the the uh, you know the commonwealth of massachusetts had a head, had a law that said you need to turn your headlights on you know a half hour before and after you know sunrise and dusk and whatever and it says in times of low light or inclement conditions well inclement conditions to me could be say what the rain or snow right right yeah and i it may have even said in it may have even thrown the word atmospheric in there somewhere too so what they did is it It there's been a law since, I remember saying, I was um, in a room with somebody from the registry 20 years ago. And I remember saying something like, there needs to be a law that tells people to turn their headlights on when they have their wipers on because people can't see as well. And the guy from the registry is like, well, excuse me, there already is a law. And that was (laughs) at least 20 years ago, and he pointed it out to me. I went, oh, okay. But a state rep filed this bill that says... You know, you have to turn your headlights on with your windshield wipers. And if you don't, you'll get a fine. And here's the part here's the only part that's a little bit because it it's a moving violation technically, and it's always been a moving violation. It's actually surchargeable. Wow. Which it's always been. This is there's no difference. There's no difference in the law other than they made the words simpler. Um, but the, the here's the and i don't know who the rep is but i guess he called somebody up and said hey i've been hearing from my constituents that this is surchargeable and, and they're like well you're the guy who filed it apparently they don't always read everything they file
3: well if they no. do stop it will they give you a warning or would they
1: uh, give you I i i gotta think for the at least for the short you know for i would think for the near well the the ticket's five dollars uh, but again, it could be surchargeable, but I have to think they're going to do a big educational campaign just to remind people to turn their headlights on when their wipers are on. And, you know, if you're, if you're driving down the street and it's a, um, you know, it's a spring shower where the sun's out on one side of the sky and it's, right. you drove through a rainstorm, I don't think anybody's going to give you a ticket, but if you're out there driving around at, you know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and it gets dark and stormy, and you can only see, you know, 100 feet in front of you, um, you know, you, uh, you conceivably could get a ticket for that, I suppose.
3: One more, th- one more thing. Yep. You, uh, you viewed the Volvo six, 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 uh, S60. S60, yep. yep. And you said that one of the features is that, that the car shuts off when you when you stop. Right. So how do you restart it?
1: Oh, as soon as you push on the gas pedal, it starts right back up.
3: And how much are you going to save on
1: that? Um. Uh, it's, there's a little bit of saving. some people say maybe a mile to the gallon, um, and some cars do it better than others. Uh, I'm driving a Jeep right now, and it shuts off at every, at every light, and it starts right back up, you hardly even notice it. Um, I drove a BMW back about six months ago. When that thing started up, it sounded like someone pushed you from behind to get it going. It was horrible. I just went over, and there's a way. There's all these cars have a button you can actually disable that and shut it off. Uh, that's what yeah, I was gonna ask yeah. And it's, just, like, I was, it's like it's like it was, was so an, it was so annoying. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, uh, I see, I
3: see if, if, if gas was ten dollars a gallon,
1: I could see that feature. Yeah. But well, the gas, the car manufacturer, and uh, the other problem is no one knows what the long-term effects going to be on starters and batteries. Exactly, uh, but the uh, the vehicle manufacturers are doing everything they can to eke every mile per gallon out because if you believe the you know federal government you know by the year whatever it is cars are supposed to get you know twenty five miles to the gallon so they're doing what, they're putting in lighter weight materials the start and stop thing automatically gives them a little bit of a credit for that um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things the the vehicle manufacturers th- literally are trying to save grams of weight. To try to make cars lighter. But the problem is, as they make them lighter, they put more safety stuff in, which is good. But that safety, those, you know, more airbags and all that counts for weight. Weight drops the mileage. So, oh, the, now, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, now they
3: might, you might be forced to lose weight as, as a driver. Yeah, seat.
1: I think, well, it would probably be a good idea for me, so. <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the info. All right, on. take care. And I'm
3: off to uh, get my
1: get your free, get your free, Get your free coffee donut and take a yeah. look at the globe. Yeah, okay. well, well, turn your headlights on just in case.
3: And have a nice evening.
7: All right,
1: John. you too, John. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, over to line two to Richard. Good morning, Richard.
7: Good morning. The uh, gentleman that just called uh, took my question, basically, while I was hanging on the line. However, do daytime running lights cover the law?
1: You know, that's a, that's a question I don't have an answer for, because I want to say that it covers the spirit of the law. I don't know whether it does, though. Because originally daytime running here, well, here's here's the issue, I guess. Uh, looking out in the parking lot here, um, there's a there's a jeep with uh, with daytime with daytime running lights, but the the daytime running lights come on all the time and they turn all the lights on. There's a Volkswagen out in the parking lot with daytime running lights. It doesn't light up the back lights, so. I would say that daytime running lights, because it's a light in the front of the vehicle, covers the law. And that's something I I, I, I couldn't find anybody to ask on Friday when uh, the question came up. But I want to say that, you know, my my impression is daytime running lights would definitely cover the law because it's just making the car visible. Now, could someone say, well, you know, it says... You know the law says turn your turn your light, your lights on your headlights on with your wipers. Well, headlights and daytime running lights essentially are the same in a lot of cases. In fact, in um, I think it's in the Volkswagen they actually turn the high beams on at a reduced voltage, so they're just on actually not as bright as the headlights are. So that counts as a daytime running light. I want to say it does, but I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was in a car. I, um, a volvo that when uh you turn the windshield wipers on the headlights come on automatically so they kind of they kind of have worked it you know they've kind of worked it out themselves but they're the same way that in their wagons you go to put you go to back the car up and the rear wiper comes on so i want to say yes it does but until i actually read the law which i haven't i didn't get my hands on on friday uh, a reporter from the uh lawrence eagle tribune called me about it and asked me the same question i was like I don't want to say. You probably ought to call the state rep and uh, uh, or or the even the state police and ask them about it. And I haven't I haven't seen the answer yet, so I don't know. Well,
7: Canada's had this law for
1: quite some time. It's yeah, like- a lot of a lot of you drive you drive anywhere outside of Massachusetts and uh, uh, Canada has a daytime running light law. But uh, drive anywhere outside of Massachusetts, uh, a lot of states they'll have a sign up as soon as you cross over the state line. It says you know headlights on with wipers. Uh, but like I like I said to John, we've always had a law. We've always had a law that says you need to turn your lights on in times of uh, poor atmospheric or low light conditions, or you know, you know, in the dark. So we've always had a law that said that. We've just never said we've never tied it on, to, tied it right into wipers. But, but you know, go ahead. I'm not, sorry. The
7: label point, but right turn on red is a wonderful idea but people turn right on red even while I'm crossing the street.
1: Yep.
0: and
7: turning into where I am in a uh, other, they almost ran over my granddaughter in downtown Boston. Yeah.
1: You know what what does the law says? It says right turn on red only after stop.
7: Yeah. And then How, it may,
1: say how many people it, stop?
7: Then it should say below that and you can't go if there's somebody there crossing the
1: street. Well, it it actually says that too, but here, here's the, I, I, I answered this question in a AAA publication a while back, either this this last month maybe, and I said, and the question came out more of somebody who was ticked off at the pedestrian, and it said, and my answer was, um you know, fundamentally pedestrians always have the right of way. And they said, okay, when wouldn't they have the right of way? So they were sort of upset with the idea that, they want to turn right on red. There's a pedestrian there. Maybe they're not even in the crosswalk. Maybe they're just crossing the road. And they're like, well, why do I have to stop for him?" Well, you always have to stop for him. And they said, well, wouldn't, when wouldn't you have to stop for him?" And I, I said, well, the only time I can really think of and why I answered the question that way is if it was a police car or an ambulance and you had the decision to step off the sidewalk or not or back up or not, you probably should back up. Because their their emergency is probably more important than you crossing the street. But yeah, but uh, you know, even when a pedestrian is not in a crosswalk, they still you you know vehicles have to yield to them. You can't you know the bottom line is you can't hit people walking on the street. You know. Yeah. 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 So and the the other thing about right turn on red, it's it's fully up to the person who wants to do it. Every once in a while, when traffic's really heavy. Um, and I come to an intersection, and, I, you know, you have the option to go right on red. Well, it's optional. I don't have to go right on red. And, you know, somebody gets behind me blowing the horn, and I'm like, well, I'm not turning right on red yet because there's a tractor trailer coming down the road, and it might not have enough time to stop. So, you know, right turn on red is optional. And I had I had somebody argue with me one day, and they said, well, you're impeding traffic flow by not turning right on red. Well, that's nonsense. You're not. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's uh, there's laws and there's common sense and, you know, laws look, you know, pretty black and white sometimes. Common sense ain't so common these days.
7: All right. One, one more thing. Sure. I'm, I got you. Going back to the, uh, the daytime running lights, couldn't they be set up in a way that they come on automatically when your wipers come on?
1: Yeah, so like I, I said, some cars actually do that. They do. Uh, yeah. And the daytime running lights, actually, that goes way back probably 30 years ago up in Canada that they found that cars that drove with their headlights on all the time that the uh fatal front end collisions went down about 10 or 12% when they uh-huh. had that uh when they had the de- when they had their lights on versus cars without their lights on so it's well, a pro- it's a proven life-saving uh event to have your lights on
7: and then the last two cars I've owned the one I have now and the one before that had a well I had a, a General Motors product for 10 years and you couldn't shut off the lights. Right. If the car was running or the ignition was on, I now have a Nissan Altima and you have the option of turning it from automatic yep. on the lights off. Yeah,
1: probably, probably with the car before that. The only way you could shut them off would be to, like, put on the parking brake or something. Yeah.
7: Yeah. All right, well, that answers my All right.
1: question. All right, take care now. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. I, why don't we... Uh, Do the Rick question of the week and then take a break. Sound like a good idea? Uh, Rick says, when braking with your car, compared to dry roads, how much more distance should you leave yourself in wet roads when braking? The most impressive part of this question is, Marita spelled braking correctly, (laughs) as opposed to B-R, you know, the the other kind. But she spelled it, she spelled it like brakes, B-R-A-K-E-S. Not everyone does that. So, um... Here's here's the here's the idea. Good following distance. If you're following, if I'm following Paul Sullivan down the road, and I see a fixed object by the side of the road, I should leave at least three seconds of following distance between me and Paul. So if I'm driving down the road and I see Paul go by a bridge overpass that puts a uh, shadow on the ground, it should take me three seconds before I meet that same. Uh, shadow on the road, so I should—I count to myself, whatever way you like to—one Mississippi, one one thousandths, whatever you like to use—one kangaroo—I don't know whatever whatever you like to use to count off seconds. It should take me three of those before I get to the same spot. In in weather, rain, for instance, you should add at least another second of following distance because it takes most drivers. A half a second to a second to figure out you need to stop. So you go, oh, there's a car in front of me. I need to stop. Takes about a half a second to a second, depending on your reflexes. You know, me, it probably takes a second. Somebody like Marita's boyfriend, Anthony, probably, boom. You know, he's got young, quick reflexes. Um, Then it takes about a half a second to a second to get your foot off the gas pedal onto the brake. So now you've used up two seconds of of, uh, following distance. Now you have two seconds left for the car to come to a stop. So in wet weather, you want to make sure you leave that distance. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. So add an extra second to your following distance, at least a second, if not more, if the, if the roads look really bad. So I hope that answered the question. Why don't we take a quick break when we come back? You, am I on? You are now.
6: No, test, test. test you know test. what that would be if you didn't do that? Breaking bad.
1: It would be yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah, Breaking Bad. B-R-A. You've you, you been, you been thinking about that for a while, have you? Well, I, I wanted to raise my hand yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go to uh, break. Go to break. <laughs> we, we need to we need to uh, pay some bills here. My name is John Paul. This is the chiropractor Doctor Program.
0: Attention, pastors and ministry leaders. W-R-O-L and W-E-Z-E is happy to announce our second annual Pastors Masters Golf Tournament Coming up on Monday, May 11th at the Harmon Golf and Fitness Club in Rockland, Massachusetts. Last year was such a fun time of golf and fellowship that we once again want to thank you for all of the hard work that you put into your ministry and serving God. Nine holes of golf, continental breakfast, and lunch are included. And registration is 8 a.m. To register for this event, go online to W-E-Z-E or wezeorwrolradio.com. So pastors, get your clubs out, get ready to fellowship and swing on into spring at the Pastors Masters on May 11th at the Harmon Golf and Fitness Club in Rockland, Massachusetts. We'll see you there.
8: Uh Uh-oh. You never dreamed that WROL's half-price Christian Catholic school tuition gift certificates would already be low, low, low. Like only one left at many schools. Yes, it's time now to nail down the right school for next year. WROL's half-price tuition gift certificates save you thousands on private schools. So call now before the door totally closes on your child's next school year. Call our general manager, Pat Ryan, at 617-691-2521 and get half-price tuition Certificates from Abundant Life Christian School, Wilmington, Abundant Life Learning Center, Wilmington, Academy at Foxborough, Boston Trinity Academy, Dayspring Christian Academy, Attleboro, Greater Boston Academy, Stoneham, Holden Christian Academy, New Testament Christian School in Norton; Norwood Christian Preschool, North Shore Christian Academy in Lynn, Parkside Christian Academy, Hyde Park, Anchor. South Boston Catholic Academy, St. Agatha School, St. Clement School, St. Francis Xavier School, New Testament Christian School, Plymouth, and even more. Call Pat right now, 617-691-2521.
1: Hello, this is Gary Jaffarian, CEO of Jaffarian Volvo Toyota in Haverhill, Mass, and you are listening to The Car Doctor. Tune in at 9 a.m., the last Saturday of every month, to listen to me and John Paul.
0: You're listening to The Car Doctor.
1: Our Dr. Program on AM950WROL, the spirit of Boston. John C. Barry of Lynn, Massachusetts. You have won the backup camera system from Yada, from Let's Yada. So John C. Barry of Lynn, Massachusetts, I will be sending you the backup camera system. He says to me, please add me to your list of people. I back up a construction trailer and it would make my backing up life easier. Thanks for all you do, John Barry. So you'll be getting the backup camera system in the mail, by the way. Well, Paul, Peter, Cottontail, Sullivan, good hippity, morning.
6: Hippity, hoppity, Easter's <laughs> on its way. Yeah.
1: Where does the Easter Bunny have breakfast?
6: Uh-huh. Okay, where does Easter... I hop Exactly! There you go.
1: <laughs> There's an insurance company near my house, yeah. and they have a two-sided sign, and it's like they... Remember when I think it was Dixie Cups used to have the the, the corny jokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I they must have a whole collection of Dixie oh, yeah, Cups they, because <laughs> they put that stuff on it, and it's like, I think the last one it was you know what's what's high in the middle and round on each edges, and it was Ohio. But right. But they had the Easter Bunny one. Well, when so. you
6: when you, you know work with kindergarten kids, you have all of those. In all your those back things, pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, what, so. what what time is it when an elephant sits on your fence? I don't time know. to get a new fence.
1: It's time to get see. a new fence. Boom, yes. boom, boom.
6: Yeah. What's the best time to go to the dentist?
1: 2.30? Two
6: 2.30, right. Yeah, yeah. 2.30. Yeah. See? Yeah. Got them all. Whew. What's the Easter Bunny have for breakfast? I don't know. IHOP. IHOP. Just heard that.
1: Yeah. Well, where does the Easter Bunny in my, have breakfast? What did where, I say? Where did, you oh, said, oh, I said, what, what does Easter no, Bunny have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carrot cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carrot pancake. <laughs> Carrot cake. At least for dessert. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey. so uh, you, were, you were in New York, huh? I was in New York. At the, I was in the Big okay, Apple, as big they city. say. Uh, drove out there way too early in the morning, drove home way too late at night. And, remind, and Did it all I, in one I, day, I, did you? And I remembered why I don't like to do that. Because Wait, What I, road did you use, AAA know. guy? I don't know. <laughs> well,
6: no, I want to know. How was, did you go? I was
1: on the Triborough on the way out there. uh About an hour behind a tractor-trailer that rolled (laughs) over and closed all three lanes. There you go. So that was a delight.
6: No, I'm more interested in how you uh, navigated Connecticut. Which which is the best way to go through Connecticut?
1: I just went 95. Yeah, that's what I
6: always do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was, actually, that was fine. I actually picked somebody up in Rhode Island, and that was fine. Uh, it was getting it was getting into the city, and a lot of times I take the Merritt Parkway, which right. I didn't do this time. Yeah, uh, I I had a I have a Magellan navigation system that I don't use very often, but I decided to use it for this, and it actually brought me uh, straight. But at one point, it actually had me get off ninety five, drove through part of something,
6: yeah. and then
1: got back on ninety five, which I'm not quite sure why. Close to the
6: city. Close to New York. Yeah,
1: yeah. Huh. I'm not sure. You didn't go why. over
6: the Tappan Zee Bridge no, or anything like no. that.
1: No, and I'm not sure why we did that. And then coming back, it was sort of interesting the navigation. Uh, you know, I was coming back just following the Henry Hudson, mm-hmm. whatever that is, Parkland. Hudson River, yeah. yeah. And oh. we were stopped for a solid hour and didn't move. And the navigation unit kept saying, added another 45 minutes to your route. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And then it said, Thank and you're great. still on the fastest route. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh, yeah. And at one point, I, it said, oh. there is an alternative route available. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And it actually put us back going the other direction, but it had us go back down to, like, Park in Lexington, like, down... In, in the city? In the city. Yeah. Drove through part of Central Park. Okay. Which I didn't even know you could drive through. Yeah, don't and, you watch Bruce Willis movies? Yeah, you can no, do I mean, that. Well, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but drove through part of Central Park, ended up at the Robert Kennedy Bridge, which took me on the other side of the city. Okay. Over an eight dollar toll, by the yeah, way. of course. Um, to a to a two dollar toll. All right, and then, but actually, was moving. So I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know. You know that's the only problem with navigation units. Right. When you look at a map, you kind of go, "Oh, this is where I'm going." I kind of know. There's oh, there's some this logic is over here, and yeah. that's over there. Yeah. When you're just following somebody, just something going, go left, go right. You're like, I wonder where I am. Could have been programmed by a maniac. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. I. So you don't know. I don't know. She has a pleasant voice, so I. I hope she's not. You can change the voice. I know. Have you I ever don't. done that? Yeah, but... you Hello, know. Gavin, we're going to New York today. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could, and they even have one that uh, they have... The only problem with it, when you get to the really um, real-sounding voices, right. it doesn't... It it has trouble saying the names of the street, where the computerized one tends to be a little bit better as far as... You know, it still they says... Have. It still says, take Route 95 <laughs> towards Providence Rye.
6: Right. Yeah. Rye. they are uh, talking about... Um, Martin Luther King, they always say, DR Martin yeah, Luther yeah, King. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
6: So, it's yeah. funny, because they say drive at the end. They say, D-R, Martin yeah, yeah,
1: Luther King, yeah, drive.
6: Yeah. Why don't they say drive, Martin Luther
1: King? I know, I know. D-R. It's, it, you know,
6: computers. You yeah. know. There you go. Do you
0: know that so, in our, they're getting better, though. In our new car for the station, I was in there and they had the GPS on, and uh, our engineer was like, "You have to listen to this navigation. It sounds exactly like Sigourney Weaver, oh, and it good. does. It's <laughs> so <laughs> funny. It's like probably yeah, is turn here, and I'm like, Is this really her? Like, is, it really sounds it, it, like could, her. Could
1: could be, cause it might she, be because I don't know. she needs some money, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you you need to sell your voice to some navigation unit
6: it's always the same lady i want to know who she is and where she is.
1: well it's i know i don't know if it's always the same one for that although she, the navigation one sounds a lot like siri um but yeah. the uh but i know the voicemail one was the same woman who was in the same voicemail systems yeah i want like, to be the cvs the guy yeah welcome
6: to cvs
1: there you go yeah, yeah. it'd be perfect so, uh, what's up for the Irish Hip Parade for, I guess, Easter and Passover?
6: Well, I figure if I keep talking, I won't have to do anything since I we're know, five it's minutes it's into the, the show I'm now. Sorry, but yeah. there are some... Yeah. Uh, I think some,
1: one of your listeners is calling. <laughs> let's get, get out. out?
6: Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: we have, like, some traditions we do around Easter yeah, time, so yeah, we'll continue those today. That's great. Good to hear. Well, Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hip Parade, the very best in Irish music, coming up in just a hey, couple wait, minutes. Wait,
6: since we went over, right? Yeah. Will yeah. this part be on... Um, the Podomatic?
1: It's always on Podomatic. Excellent. It, everything's, everything's on Everything's on the podcast right up until the music to the end there. So Excellent. That's how I know when to stop editing.
6: Is the music going yeah.
1: yet? Yeah. Well, there it is. Okay. Well, go we got to get out of here. Happy uh, Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Passover, to everyone. Uh, until uh, next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and I hope you find all your Easter eggs. See you all next week. Bye-bye.